0: Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com as well as the Odyssey app.
1: Right now we're going to talk some more Major League Baseball. We'll do it with Johnny Venezia from NBC Sports Edge. He's a betting analyst over there. Johnny, thanks for joining us on a Friday night, man. How you doing?
0: Good. What's going on, guys? Appreciate you having me on. Thank you.
1: So let's start with um, the start of the season. And obviously, you know, there's some controversy right now with the baseball. We're seeing more guys get hit. Chris Bassett talked about this the other night. But also what we're seeing from a betting standpoint is a lot of unders cashing. Could you talk about that? Are you taking advantage of that? And do you see that changing here in the next couple months as the weather starts to warm up? Maybe they change the balls because right now I want to say unders are cashing at like a 70% clip. And it's been pretty nice to start the season.
0: Yeah, it's funny actually you mentioned that because uh, so NBC Sports, we have, a edge, we, have, we have our edge tools and it tells you like how the under, over-unders are doing for every sport, wins, losses against the spread. And I was actually curious about all the unders in baseball and I was like, all right, like what's the clip here? And when I looked at it, mind you, this was like three days ago. The unders were like 145, 90 and I want to say like six. It was something ridiculous to the unders cashing. But, you know, I've been watching a lot of baseball to start the season, and I think a lot of it has to do with the weather right now. Like, I watched a lot of Chicago White Sox, and I saw probably six or seven balls in a couple games that should have been out. And I always find myself saying, listen, if this is June or July, that ball's out of here. You know what I'm saying? So I think the warm weather is going to have something to do with it. But definitely, man, like, they're always changing around the baseballs, right? The last, like, five years, we've had, like, three or four different renditions. So I want to know what's going on with that.
2: Yeah, it, it is weird. It's it's the point where, you know, people are breaking this down with all these science-y words as to why the baseball is uh, tighter or not, and there's humidors and how the humidity changes it. And it's just over the top of a lot of people's heads. Uh, but, you know, you mentioned the weather as being a part of it. We've certainly seen that almost every year in baseball, but it's been cold as hell in a lot of places a lot longer. So I certainly agree that, that that's got to be a factor with it too. Is there also a chance that some of this you know, slow starts for certain guys. Obviously, we've seen it with pitchers as well. Could it also be the fact that, you know, you had sort of a, a shortened spring training once the lockout and everything was done and they rushed everybody back to try and get the season started only a week later?
0: Oh, 100%. I think the fact that, and, and listen, I, I won't lie, myself included, I kind of overlook the aspect of spring training or the lack thereof. I think you've seen so many guys, so many talented pitchers, batters just come out so slow than they have in years past and we have to point out why is that and the common denominator is they really didn't get many live reps against you know their counterparts and I think the unfortunate part about missing spring training is we're getting somewhat of a a diluted product it's like the, the NFL having no preseason games or no training camps and then you see these guys coming out slow and not crisp the first couple games of the season and I think that plays a huge part in it but Ultimately, I see a lot of guys coming back around, coming together. And I feel like within the next three weeks, we're going to get back into a closer full swing for uh, all these guys reaching the potential that we know they can have. All
1: right, Johnny, before we move on to anything else, anything you like tonight in tonight's slate? We still got a bunch of games to go. Any plays? Any props? Oh, dude, I had a ton of plays. I, uh,
0: <laughs> I All right, man. So I had I had the, the Mariners' run line, actually. I have the game on right now. I love Matt Rash. Uh, the Mariners are my sleeper team this year. I took them to win the AL. I took them to win the AL West. Uh, I love Matt Rash. He doesn't look sharp tonight, so that's, that's not good. I, I like the run line at minus 150. I love the Mets tonight. Their run line, minus one and a half, was uh, plus 180. I think um, the fact of the matter is we could look at all these plays and – you gotta be, I feel like I've got to be backing these, these teams that are hot right now and, and take advantage of the run line. And also, I'd like to dabble into college baseball. I took the Texas and Oklahoma State under at ten and a half, two of the best pitchers in the country, Pete Hanson and Justin Campbell. Yeah. And then I also took a little upset with uh, TCU Hornfrogs, Frogs, Riley Cornelio, their ace, who's been really good this year against Parker, uh, Parker uh, Messick of Florida State. I, uh, I'm big into college baseball.
2: Johnny, you mentioned the Mets. We were talking about them last segment because every year you feel like there's a moment where they're turning a corner as an organization. They get a rich owner who's like, I'm going to spend money to win. Here we go. They're the heavy favorites to win the NL East. They look good right now. But should we be worried that eventually the Mets will end up metting at some point later in the season?
0: Man, absolutely. bro. (laughs) I've seen this movie way too many times. Like, listen, bro. They're 14 and six right now. You know, everybody's happy. It's April. This is what the Mets do. They get our hopes up and then they pull the rug out right from under our feet only to leave us heartbroken and disappointed and wanting to throw our TV out the window. I'll <laughs> say like this has a little bit different of a feel, new ownership, like Max or Buck Showalter, you saw it in the Cardinal series. Like they're bringing a new attitude, like a no lose attitude. you got to love it. But ultimately I, I just, I I don't see it over the long haul. I think they're talented, but this organization is just cursed. Like, (laughs) I I just don't know if I see it. And and let let me ask you a question. What happens if we get bad news, God forbid, about Jacob DeGrom? And, you know, that takes the air out of it. The team's only going to go so far without this guy. And, you know, that's why I think they might make the playoffs, but I'm just not sold on them going uh, into a deep postseason run.
1: Uh, Johnny, I usually don't lay a whole lot of chalk. Like if I'm looking at a division winner, I'm usually looking for good odds. Like Philadelphia, who I know is going to let me down, but they were plus three hundred to win the division. They had all those offseason additions. I love Nick Castellanos. I love Schwerber, especially in a DH role. Right now, they're at five hundred. The team that concerns me, though, I went minus one ninety, minus one eighty five on the White Sox to win the AL Central, and it's been a disaster. You know, Larusa hasn't been great, but the injuries are really what concern me. They're down right now in the first, two nothing to the Angels. Um, you expect this team to get right, especially in that division, in a weak division? You know, I know the Twins have been a nice, uh, pleasant surprise, but I don't know if they uh, can keep that rolling.
0: No, listen, the White Sox were a chalk latte mm-hmm. as a favorite for the AL Central for a reason. And on paper, you know, the, the rest of the division improved. But ultimately, when you look at Chicago, they're too talented. I mean, it's unfortunate that... You know, Eloy Jimenez for the second straight year is going to miss extended time. Last year was the whole season after, you know, close more than half the season in the second half. And now he's out six to eight weeks with a hamstring. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but I think they're going to get it back together. And like I said, I watch a lot of White Sox baseball and basically the announcers came up with this statistical profile of why they're struggling offensively. They're a do or die live by the home run team. They're not hitting home runs right now. That's the problem. And aside from that fact, my personal opinion, I'm not saying I know the game better than Tony La Russa, but sometimes he, he leaves me scratch. <laughs> <kidding.
1: I'm laughs> yeah,
0: so it's funny. He leaves me scratching my head at his, his lineup decision. He bats Yaz four, like he leaves Lurie Garcia in the five and six hole. Like, I just don't know what this guy's doing. And honestly, bro, like I think their big mistake was letting Carlos Rodon go. I, I thought that was idiotic. Yeah. You let him go. he, the Giants get him only for two years, $44 million. and this guy's. if you add him back into this lineup, like, Dylan Cease is my pick for AL Cy Young preseason, and now, you know, you need another fourth guy. You can't be rolling out Vince Velasquez and Dallas Keuchel at this stage. Like, I think they're in trouble there, but they'll get it together to win the AL Central.
2: So I'm sitting here looking at the standings right now, and it's obviously really early, and it's dangerous, especially in a long 162-game season, to get too worked up. A lot of stuff that you obviously see this early. But I see the Mariners, a game and a half behind the Angels right now in the AL West. The Mariners were a team, this is actually something I wrote about too, is like I, I look at them as one of those dark horse teams that if you were looking for some value in the futures market and you were looking for a team that could maybe take that next jump and, and say, win a division, the Mariners right now is still plus 325 at Bet MGM to win the AL West. When you look at that division and you look at where the Mariners, you know, how they played so far and where they are, is there a chance that they could sneak up and you know, make more progress, take that next step from where they were last year and maybe steal the division away?
1: There's no
0: question. I wrote this up on my NBC Sports Edge preseason column. I'm fully 1,000% on the Mariners. Like I told you, bro, I bought a big ticket on them to win the AL, the AL West. I think it's going to be Seattle and Toronto as the last two teams in this, in this conference, I think they're so talented. And, and what people don't even understand, and as much as I watch the White Sox, I watch the Mariners more. And, you know, I, I don't have kids yet, but I consider the Mariners like, like my baby. Um, <laughs> I'm all in on them, dude. Like, and the thing people don't understand is, like, they don't – Mitch haniger has been missing on the COVID. He just came back, and actually he hurt his ankle, believe it or not, like in this game. Um, Kyle Lewis isn't even back yet. And he's a huge part of what they do, 5-2 player. Julio Rodriguez hasn't adjusted yet. Jared Kalenic he hasn't adjusted yet. I, yeah. And Jesse Winker hasn't been hitting at all. Like, and they're still putting up runs, and they're still winning games. I think once everything starts to settle in, Seattle's even going to be much more of a problem than they are now. And I, I really think this is this is a legitimate team. Scott Cervais is a great manager. And this division is not that good, man. I think if they take down Houston, they got this division in the bag because ultimately I think Los Angeles is going to do what they do best and fade down the stretch because they do not have the consistent pitching or the depth
1: to compete. Johnny, I'm still looking at the uh, NL Central and the Brewers are still minus 185 to win the division. Obviously, the Cubs are 15 to 1 and rightfully so. They're terrible. The Reds are the worst team in all of baseball and the Pirates somehow have worse odds than the uh, Reds to uh, win the NL Central, but... What are your thoughts on the Cardinals? I know the price isn't great, plus 170. If that was plus 200, I'd probably take a shot with St. Louis just because I love this rotation for the Brewers, but they really struggle to score runs, to manufacture runs, man.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. uh, Like, the Cardinals, to me, betting the Cardinals, like, every year for the last five years, it's like when a kid wants to be an astronaut when they grow up. Ultimately, like, we have to let childish dreams just go. It's just not going to (laughs) happen. Like, I've always wanted St. Louis to to make a deep run. I always bet them – Every year, but the same story. Jack Flaherty is a stud. He's a kid who could win a Cy Young, but look at him. He's still working his way back from injury. And even if he's right, I do not trust the rest of the rotation. Their offense, for as good as it could be, we've seen it in the past where it's just too spotty. Like they disappear at the worst times. Like to win the NL Central, absolutely, they're worth a ticket. No question about it. But I'm just not sure how much more we're going to be able to get out of them because when the important moments show, the clutch moments come, they just managed to
2: fold. Hey, what do you think of this start for Anthony Rizzo? Eight home runs. I mean, he has been on a tear. Listen, he's Italian, bro. Listen,
0: he's <laughs> the real Italians
1: know how to do it. Like, <laughs> he's my favorite player in the world. I'm a Cubs fan, unfortunately. So <laughs> the real
0: the real Italians know how to do it, but I actually got mad when I watched uh, the Orioles Yankees game the other day. He hit three taters. One of them was 327 feet. That wouldn't have been gone anywhere else. I was like, listen, man, like – We know this is a big wiffle ball park, but let's not act like this kid hit a a nuclear blast. This was like a pop-up that wouldn't have been gone in any other stadium. But honestly, I I like it because I I like Rizzo. He seems like a good dude. And of course, man, I always got to root for a real Italian.
1: It's funny that that you say that uh, because I said I had to tweet this out and I put it on social media. I was like, because I'm a Cubs fan and this year sucks for me. And I said, Rizzo just hit more homers tonight than the Cubs will hit all week long. Bums. And everybody's like, well, how many of those leave Wrigley, uh, Wrigley Field? And I said, well, that's a good question. Johnny, thanks so much, man, for joining us. We'll have to have you on again soon. Enjoy the games this weekend.
0: Thanks, guys. Have fun. Appreciate it. Look that's, forward to talking to you soon.
1: Absolutely. That's Johnny Venezia. You could catch his work with NBC Sports Edge, betting analyst over there. He's on Twitter at underscore Johnny VTV.